Oh, is this the wrong song? Oh, here we go. Got the wrong theme. You got the wrong one. Right, we're recording, but there we go. Super ain't super ain't easy, man. Super ain't super ain't easy, man. All right, welcome to uh, Super Ain't Easy. Uh, I'm, I guess I can, I'm Frank and uh, that's Hi, Jim. I'm Jim. Hi, Jim. I'm Jim. <laughs> and, Sorry. Uh, the, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 I liked your thing better. I got to let you talk. Uh, well, just introducing yourself. I, okay. Uh, so <laughs> this is Super Ain't Easy. <laughs> Episode three of Super Ain't Easy. We've made it that long without... They said it couldn't be done. It's it's being done. Is this like... Should we celebrate our third podcast anniversary? I think we have to get to the next one. One month. We'll we'll celebrate next week. For uh, Ford Podcast... That lucky four podcast, Mark. That's it. That's all you need. We already have reviews. We have following... I mean, it's going to take off. If it hasn't already taken off, Frank. Right. Uh, my uh, podcast review farm where I just get, uh, <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I just, can I uh, go on your phone for two seconds and then I quick uh, go to the podcast app on iTunes and just give them a five-star review and quick uh, hide the page and nobody... <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever saw it. You go to your computer lab, your local library, and just, you know, every IP address that you see, <laughs> super ain't easy. That's the secret. I mean, that's how the pros do it, right? Right. Or you- unless you pay for it. You pay for people to do that in, like, a weird country. Right. 120,000 people aren't reviewing Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> what a loser, Joe Rogan, right? Right. What a fraud, UFC. <laughs> It's a dead sport. So <laughs> I guess we should uh, talk about soup. Um, Talking about soup, our favorite topic. So uh, this is a sad, uh, sad moment. So uh, this is from Eater.com. One of NYC's best wonton soups departs Chinatown after 33 years. Soup news. This is breaking what? soup news. Right. And now this isn't like the founding um, wonton soup, uh, whatever restaurant, but Eater called it the best wonton soup that uh, in New York City or I guess in the country. I should have been a little more specific on that. But I, I chose this article because I want to know your take on wonton soup. Oh, I have strong feelings towards wonton soup. I'm happy that you you brought this up, Frank. Because wonton soup is underrated, 100% underrated. I feel like it's almost like, here, take a, a half pint of wonton soup with, with your sesame chicken. It's like given away. Right. When I would just walk in and be like, hey, can I have that wonton soup? And then they'll probably charge me five bucks for it, you know? It's just, now, my thing with the wonton soup is the broth is incredible with the the green onions or whatever i do get a little skeeved out um by the actual wonton because i'm like the the, or uh i 
went to school. I don't know what that sound I just made with my mouth. I went to school with a kid who, whose parents owned a Chinese restaurant. And, Was he uh, Chinese? <laughs> yes, that would be correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was Cuban. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess pizza place owners are like everyone. So, yes, it's a good question. So, <laughs> he, uh, his family, anyways, great broth to the wonton soup. You got a soup with like every meal purchased, every lunch special. The problem is... The beef was like the weirdest thing, or pork, or whatever. It tasted pork. like like construction paper inside, <laughs> like rehydrated. That's, that's the real. That's how you find a good wonton soup. It's all about the pork because I feel like the noodles are all the same. I feel like the what was that? My computer just made a weird noise. Um, the 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 broth is mostly all the same. It's all about that pork. That's how you find a good one. What do what what kind of pork do they use? I don't know. Is it but the I, so I think is wonton soup only pork, or can you get like chicken wonton soup? I don't I know. know. You can get you can get chicken pot stickers and chicken dumplings, but I don't think you can get. I think wonton soup is pork. All the recipes I'm seeing right now, traditional, is uh, pork. Pork. Well, I have a funny story. So I, my roommate in college, I guess, never had wonton soup in his life. And I did what I was saying earlier. I got probably like sesame chicken or some sort of chicken combo thing. And it came with the free iced tea, the free wonton soup, and... Kind of just, you know, kept the wonton soup in the fridge for the next day to have, like, as, as a nice lunch. Because that's, that's a great lunch right there, wonton right. soup. And he came back. He was hungry. He's like, he's like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, it's wonton soup. You can have it. It's fine. And he took one bite, and he was like, with it, it's still in my mouth. Is this pork? I think so. I mean, it's not chicken. And immediately spit it out. So I don't think a lot of people know what wonton soup really is. Unless... My roommate just was dumb. Right. It's like spam. It's, uh, it's good. I guess I should have known your take about spam. But you don't know what's in it. But you I'm don't like, know you what's know what? in it. It tastes pretty good. It's not the worst thing. And wonton soup. If you go to a nice restaurant, like a Chinese restaurant, I feel like the wontons are like the size of a quarter. They're very small. But if you go to a a Chinese fast food place on like a, a strip mall. They're ginormous. They're like the size of your iPhone. Like each one of those are ginormous. Why is that? Why is it like the cheapest places always give you the most and then the expensive places give you like little dime sized portions? I don't know. Have you had the wonton soup from PF and Chang's? I, I was about to ask if you've ever had soup from P.F. Chang's. No, I've never. Uh, I've you, only, this is a PSA to all of our listeners, and now to you, Frank. It's a meal. That's all you need. You get the bowl of the P.F. and Chang's wonton soup. It comes with baby shrimp floating in the broth, number one. It comes with the wontons, and it comes with, like, spinach and all this type of stuff. It's a meal. It's on the appetizer portion, but it's your meal. That's your that's your tip today from Soup It Ain't Easy. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's like a. It looks like they took 
like the script, not the scripts, the video, the uh, what am, words am I trying to Are say? Are you making fun of my P.F. and Chang's wonton soup? No, no. I mean, I don't know if it's traditional to put mushrooms in the soup, but no, it's, oh, it looks good. I forgot about those. They're like thinly sliced. They're almost like, do you ever have a like truffle, truffle mushroom, like mac and cheese, truffle pasta, but thinly sliced mushroom. That's what they do. I've never had truffle uh, in my life. <sighs> Missing out. I'm sure I've had like truffle oil, but you know, we're not, we don't feel like spending like $400 for an <laughs> ounce of uh, truffle. So we've uh, never It's not that much. It. Usually it's just a little like sliver here and there. Not that much. But. What kind of restaurants do you eat at that you've had? You seem like a truffle veteran. I mean, the whole premise of the show is you're getting your soup at Aldi and I'm getting my soup at Truffle Places. So <laughs> enough said. <laughs> Yikes. So, <laughs> so what? Uh, anyway, one... wonton yes. soup. So it was, did you read the article? It was shut down by the health department. Mm. So if, if that place is the best soup in New York City, then New York City has some pretty nasty wonton soup all over Manhattan. If that's the best one, and it's shut down by the health department. I don't think I'd eat in New York City. Every like, video I ever see about New York City restaurants is some rat crawling around the restaurant. Or... Hey, maybe it's rat pork. Is that a thing? Right. Could be. I, I used to fear that. I'm like, at the Chinese restaurant, I'm like, I hope it's not like chopped up mouse or something. I don't want that to sound bad, but I mean, I'm like at any restaurant, like I don't want to sound, I'm just, I'm not saying that, okay, now I feel like I got down a rabbit hole. I just get scared sometimes that they're serving me like horse or yeah. rat, not just at the Chinese restaurant. I We're not too. saying anything. Right. We love everybody, <laughs> but sometimes that ain't chicken, right? Sometimes that ain't chicken. Also... Going back to this place and Manhattan and New York in general, I think that's why Manhattan took clam chowder as its soup. Manhattan clam chowder is like the staple soup from New York, Manhattan. If it was wonton, can you imagine if it was Manhattan wonton soup? I feel like if that's not a thing, it shouldn't be a thing. What came first, Manhattan? Um, Manhattan. That's a great question. And the people want to know. That's a great question. Look it up right now. I am doing that right now. Uh, Was it New England? Well, the settlers came to New England first. If I'm going back to my history class, yes, second I grade. I think that's right. They hit a rock called Plymouth. Yes, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveled. Um, I mean, never had a to Plymouth. Yes, uh, my ninth birthday. Um, oh God. You want to know how much of a nerd I was? I wanted yes. to see, I wanted to see the Boston Pops Orchestra when we were there. <laughs> as a as a nine year old, yes, we saw the Blue Man Group, but uh, yeah, I wanted to see the. Um, I didn't want to see the Red Sox. I wanted to see the Boston Pops. Um, I mean, yeah, I, for some reason, uh. It is not coming to me. 
Oh, it is believed that... The, oh, wait, this doesn't... Okay, here's some history of clam chowder. It is believed that... This is um, also courtesy of Eater. It is believed that the New England style of chowder was introduced to the region of... To the region by French, Nova Scotian, or British settlers and became a common dish in the area by the 1700s. The soup continued to gain popularity throughout the years and according to What's Cooking America was served in Boston at Ye Old Union Oyster House, the oldest continuously operating restaurant in the country by 1836. Hashtag soup facts. So, yes, that uh, I guess... Ye old Union Oyster House is probably on the top of everyone's soup bucket list. I feel like I've been there. What's it called? Ye old Union Oyster House. I might have been there. Hold on. Fun fact for everybody. If you download the app Swarm, you can check in everywhere and go back and see if you've been there. This is not an ad, but right. that's what I use. Is that Foursquare? Isn't that... Yeah. Way. It used to be called Foursquare. Oh, oh, that's the same thing. Oh. So I went I've been to Union Oyster House in Boston, which is a little different, I think. Yeah, I um I see. Yeah, I there must be a difference between um well, obviously there's a difference, but what did like <laughs> did the son of the yield oyster house owner Think, oh, you know what? <laughs> I don't like to be called ye old anymore and just has a union oyster house. As that a... could be it. Could be the same thing. People, ye old just has an old ring to it. Right. And then when you hit like the year 1875, you're like, we need to step up our, our game. There's young folk who want some soup. I like the, our, this article by uh, bostonglobe.com. Tourist Trap or Living History, a review of Union Oyster House at 190. Oh, is That's this... me. That's where I went. I had the, I had the clam chowder in 2013. <laughs> I like how you know like the exact year you had. Because the... <laughs> of the app Swarm. Because of that. Yeah. Oh, see, look at you. See, um, it all comes together. I think the first time I ever used Foursquare was to get a free appetizer at Smoky <laughs> Bones. Uh, Smoky Bones. Have you ever been there? No. It's Is it a, like a Texas Roadhouse. No, uh, it's like Texas Roadhouse, but like very like worse. Basically, uh, it used to. Be, it's a big like used to be a pencil big Pennsylvania chain. It's like a barbecue restaurant, but it's a kind of it's open. And their big thing was they would have like TVs all around the restaurant. And then you'd have this little box that um, you'd each TV was numbered. So the sound would go through. Um, so you could like if you wanted to watch the pages. Yeah. Right. That's like Buffalo Wild Wings does that and other places like that. Yeah. For the football. So, like, you could see the, all the losers that are, like, Buffalo Bills fans in one right. corner and throw, throw, like, a chicken bone at them. <laughs> now I kind of want buffalo wing soup. I just thought that. That's a good tailgating soup. That's a great... Yeah, that should have been on the list last week. Speaking of that, so let's talk about soups that we've tried this week. You can uh, go first. 
<laughs> Make it me, me. You can uh, go first. Sure, Frank. <laughs> well, so I did. I did my own little. Um, I don't know the word to say, but I went back to Tommy Bahama, and you can see this if you actually follow us on Instagram. Super ain't easy. It ain't hard to follow us on Super ain't easy. But I went back and I had my my blue lump crab bisque soup, and I do have a uh, a, a comment to say. I believe last week I said that there it was basically all, you know, not chunks of crab. Is that correct? Right. Do you remember me saying yes. that? So I did have the new bowl. I can say that there were bigger pieces of crab in this one. And I know that they're real because there were some shells, which is kind of a bad thing. But, you know, right. it's real when you get some, you know, shells in your in your soup. So I went back. Basically, I still had some money left on the gift card, which is why I went back. But it was, <laughs> it was amazing. And I'd like to give a shout out to Tommy Bahama Restaurants for liking that photo on Instagram. We have a new fan in Tommy Bahama mm -hmm. Restaurants. Hopefully a partnership in the near future. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor. Um, <laughs> so uh, I had a kind of a lunch fiasco uh, this week. I technically uh, didn't have a soup, um, but we can call an alternative of a soup. Just a little background. Uh, let's just say I could have had soup on Monday at my college's um, cafeteria thing. They have like a couple restaurants. Ooh, you, need to, you need to explain the options in your college cafeteria for soup. This sounds... Have this right. sounds like it can be terrible or it could be kind of amazing they had um chicken uh oh, chicken noodle and like broccoli cheddar and of course as the crappy podcast host i am uh i didn't try any of the soup i eventually will but it was my first day and I'm, i thought i'm like i should try it for the soup podcast and then I'm like, you know what? We're not having the soup podcast till Wednesday. So what do what what do you do now that you can put off till Wednesday? So I uh, let's just say I'm probably not going back to that cafeteria in a long Ooh. time. I removed my uh, meal plan from there. Didn't pay. Wow. So, uh, so yes. Wait, was it like a? a ladle and a kettle and you kind of serve yourself or do you have to be like hey can i have a small chicken noodle yeah no it's ladle and kettle it's a free wow. for all um so yeah i totally dropped the ball but now i just uh i walk a mile and a half uh monday wednesday friday to a park and uh eat lunch by myself because i wanted <laughs> to get away from everyone but <laughs> so uh Yes, for dinner. Um, do you have a comment on that, sir? I think you. Sh I think you should get the soup, and maybe you'll bump into somebody who's also getting the soup, and you can have a nice lunch together in the quad of your college. Yeah, I tried that. I tried uh, sitting. No, you didn't. I, you didn't no, try I think that was because soup. you avoided no. the soup. I tried. I tried. I'm a big sweatshirt guy. And I uh, tried, um, like, can I sit at this table guy that looked just like me? And I know the whole term opposites attract. 
and um, let's just say we were like similar. This guy had the uh, the personality of a brick wall, and luckily his <laughs> friends came and swooped him. I'm amazed that this guy has friends because I mean he just no personality. So uh, just body bagging him. So uh, <laughs> I never I never tried the soup. But for dinner today we had this uh, sauerkraut chicken. Um, it's like a Reuben, and I consider it a soup because what happens is my mother makes this, a, uh, I don't know, every couple months. Uh, she uses frozen chicken, and the problem is it still has a liquid, and then the sauerkraut, she oh just God. dumps a bag of sauerkraut, and she dumps a, like a whole oh. bottle of Thousand Island. And so basically, it's a very liquidy. No, Ew. it actually tastes Wait. good. Ew. <laughs> Is she cooking the chicken liquid? It's a cr- you put it in the crock pot. I can't. But... Hold on, I'm going on mute. <laughs> so he, uh, Jimbo is on mute right now. Just threw up. We're we're back. Uh, we're good. So, um, yeah, it it's actually pretty good. But it's very like I consider it a soup because he and then you put like mashed potatoes under it. Um, so that's that's my alternative of a soup. Um, it's not because, a bed of spinach. You're you're not making like a nice little platter. That's not a soup, Frank. Yes. Um, thank you for going rolling with the punches. So yes, I <laughs> I had some morning soup today. Had some. Yeah, had some corn checks. Um, now, Aldi brand. Aldi is not on suspension when it comes to morning soup. Oh, my so, God. How yeah, is Aldi I, not a sponsor yet at this point? I have no idea. They're, at I least want, give you a free box to like, go and get all your <laughs> <laughs> bring all your stuff to the car. I... Uh, I'm such an Aldi person that I watch videos of people who shop at Aldi. <laughs> Again, this is the moment. At least once in the podcast per week, there's a moment where I say, don't admit that. And this is that <laughs> moment right here. Don't admit that, Frank. What was last week? <laughs> I don't know. We have to roll back the tape. Right. <laughs> um, but I, we were at Aldi today, and I wanted to try a soup. Or no, we were there on Saturday, Ooh. and I wanted to. Can try you try soup. soup? Like they have free samples? No, no, I meant like buy a soup, like oh. a soup. But you know, they're on a two-week suspension, so yeah. I have to stick with it. Um, for there now, anyone that missed our podcast uh, last week, Aldi's on a two-week soup suspension for the very phoned-in um, lentil organic lentil soup. That I had, which is one of the worst soups of all time. It <laughs> tasted like a uh, tomato soup was added with the lentils, and then just like put stuck in the oven or dehydrator to like suck all the flavor out. So, yes, that was that was my soup. After that twenty minute um, lecture, uh, kind of had a soup, kind of slapped. We're still on the waiting job. for uh, an apology from Aldi. We're still waiting for that. I I hope it comes. I really do. I will give them a Don't you don't you always hope that if you ever call and complain about a product like a food product and then like a year later you see that they changed it, you take kind of a credit for that? 
Right. They so I have an example of that. So I called years ago for the Stouffer's microwavable mac and cheese. <laughs> and in specifically in the directions, I follow them to a T. It never said stir, like it never said to like it said cut the film, microwave for like a minute, and then it said peel back and then microwave for another minute. It never said stir in between that. <laughs> and then after you do the the instructions, you come back and it's like cold and ice cube in the middle. I swear, a year after I called and complained, they now had in bold letters in step four, stir in the middle. And that's how you make a perfect Stouffer's mac and cheese. So I take look, credit for that one. Look at you, baby yeah. mister. I mean, yeah. I guess that they kind of uh, figured that you would stir it, but uh, I'm, I'm proud of you for... <laughs> I'm not in the test kitchens over at Stouffer's. I don't know... <laughs> I don't do step by step over there, so I follow what the professionals do. That's if I get a can of soup and it says to microwave it, I'm gonna follow that minute thirty second, cover it, and that's what I have. If it's cold, I'm gonna call and complain. My wattage is correct. I have a good microwave. So uh, look at you. So <laughs> I have the, that. There's one that reminded me. So I do have a quick uh, discussion. Um, even though this podcast is going to be like two hours by the time I uh, get done talking. So um, at work, one of my coworkers that I uh, work with all the time, he uh, was heating up a lobster bisque, which... Ooh, risky. Right. Well, no one... We're in the process of a move, um, so... There was only like a couple people upstairs in uh, that. It's great upstairs now because the microwave's free. The instant um, hot is free. So I can make like ramen soup or whatever. No one's there. No one's talking to me. So he heats it up. And the funny thing is um, people in their offices are like, who's uh, heating up fish? And they're like... Um, he said, I'm, it's lobster bisque. And they're like, ooh, risky. And he's like, well, no one's up here. So I figured it was, I would do it for once. But uh, what is your thought on uh, heating up a... Oh, no one's up here. That's like, oh, let me go to the second floor to poop, you know? You know <laughs> no one's going to be up here. Um, it depends on the lobster bisque. I mean, if you're going to get it from your favorite place, Wawa, where I know there's absolutely no lobster in it. <laughs> It's okay, but if you're going to go to my favorite restaurant of all time, Tommy Bahama, and get the, the blue on crab, then yeah. I wouldn't microwave that in the, in, the, in the microwave at all. No, would not reheat that. Now, there is a chance that langoustine, which is a, yep. a cousin of the lobster, that has been allegedly found in many lobster bisques, so... That could be in your lobster bisque. You could have lobster, or you could have its redheaded step uh, cousin. Uh, I don't think there's a step cousin. I tried to use that analogy. Uh, yeah. Or you could just, yes, have the cousin, the langoustine, inside there. Is that so, legal for them to say lobster bisque if it's not, if it's lagostine? I have, I've wondered that. I don't think anyone's checking it. Like, I sold the oh, we are checking right. it. We are super and easy podcast. We're on it. Well, they say it's like uh, basically 
undetectable unless you go like they this is from the canadian broadcasting company and they actually got like a dna person and they were like fishing out the chunks and testing the dna strands which made it very unappetizing but uh i would watch that documentary by the way yeah it's like 20 30 minutes it's a, oh, they so also you've seen it there is a documentary yes yeah it's on youtube oh, oh i think we need to post the link yeah Riveting. i will, I will uh, send that to you um at the end of the podcast, I do, before uh, I get the axe from uh, the producer, we do have a soup recipe. Um, and I saw you got excited about this one. Um, I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the right time. Currently, it's August 28th. We're about to go into September. We're still in summer, but it's about to be fall. So I think what you found was a good soup to go through. So hit it. Hit it, Frank. A, a uh, summer, a summer squash soup with a pedigree. Um, so that sounds lovely, right? <laughs> oh, I can just imagine. I when I said the word pedigree, I just Triple H popped into my head. Um, so, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Here's a little uh, some words from this is courtesy of the Los Angeles Times. In this soup, we're Whereas you'd think cooking a sensitive vegetable like summer squash and milk and bacon fat would overwhelm it and cancel out its flavor. As we know from our friends, corn and clams, it doesn't. Rather, it brings out the surprising sweetness in the gourd, requiring a splash of vinegar at the end to keep it from veering into dessert sweetness. I keep the air... Right. Who does it? it? What's your favorite gourd before I uh, <laughs> continue? I don't think I have a, I don't even know the different types of gourds. I just see a gourd and I can pick one out. It's like me in the, the police station. They have a line of a gourds. I know who the, the culprit is. I can pick that out in a second. So you're not a big uh, gourd guy? We're not going to have a gourd podcast? Not going to have a gourd podcast. No, that's <sighs> someone else. That's someone else you got to find. When I looked up, just just a quick thing, when I looked up gourds, because I wanted to find it, I kind of wanted to make sure I like made correct, uh, correctly picked the right gourd, because, you know, I don't know if a squash and a gourd is the same thing. I looked, uh, one of the people asked questions, is, is a watermelon a gourd? Um, and a uh, watermelon is a uh, plant family of gourds, the family it's in, so... In case you uh, were wondering, see, there you go. see we're more. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that under soup facts because I feel like gourds could be in soup, and we know that watermelon can be in soup. So there you go. Have you had a watermelon soup? I have not, but I know that it's a very popular summer soup. Well, that's that's a gazpacho, though. You can't yeah. have a hot hot watermelon. That's gross. It would explode. I keep the aromatics traditional because they <laughs> already work well. Onion, celery, and if you have them, fresh bay leaves. A f- final garnish of shaved patty pan squash. Of course, you can just use more summer squash if you prefer. Reminds you what you're eating and brings a, lo- a bit of freshness to the soup. It's the ideal, uh, excuse me, it's the ideal of summer in a bowl. Heat in all. 
So uh, your recipe uh, with your ingredients, eight strips of bacon, roughly chopped. Wow. How many, wait, how many servings is this? Uh, this is, hmm, I don't for the For the, your party, if you're going to plan your, your end of summer party, you want to know if you're inviting four people, if you're going to have eight people. Six to eight. Ooh, so there's a range. You know, some, if you invite me, I'm having two servings of that soup. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Especially when bacon's the first thing on the ingredients list, go. <laughs> uh, four tablespoons of unsalted butter. One tablespoon of finely chopped, chopped, chopped thyme. Uh, four garlic cloves, finely chopped. Two celery ribs, finely chopped. That's such a weird term, celery ribs. Uh, one medium yellow onion, finely chopped. One bay leaf, preferably fresh. Eight yellow summer squash. Four and a half pounds, quartered lengthwise and cut across into one inch thick pieces. Six cups whole milk, three tablespoons apple cider vinegar, kosher salt and freshly ground black pepper, two patty pan squash or a quarter summer squash, and a quarter cup finely chopped flat leaf parsley. So uh, anything that jumped out to you uh, besides the bacon? Those bay leaves, wasn't that one of them? Uh, it was. No, wait, yes? I heard yes, bay leaf. One, one bay leaf, yes. Another underrated ingredient. I know we talked about Old Bay last week. Bay leaf. Right. Bay See, leaf makes, you could put bay leaf in that chicken mashed potato concoction that your mother makes and it would be 10 times better than what she probably put on the plate for you. <laughs> no. I do cook most of the meals at home, not because she's a bad cook, but um, just because I'm home more often. But yes, I do have to say that that's definitely one in the Rolodex that is used uh, when she's like, oh, we have a crock pot. I'm going to make uh, this Reuben chicken. Uh, just bay, do bay leaves grow on trees? Uh, it's probably a plant. I don't think it's a tree. Uh, a bay leaf. I can't see. They're not showing me what the... Now, you don't eat bay leaf, though. They always fish it out in recipes. That's why I was yeah. wondering if it was on a tree. It's very powerful. It lots of flavor in the cooking process. Does it become, like, uh, bland at the end? I think it's a one and done. If that's if you're trying to reuse a bay leaf, I don't think you can do that. But I mean, if you like chewed it, would it just be like eating a leaf? Probably. I, I'm picturing like you know how sloths eat leaves. I'm picturing right. like you're like chewing very slow because you're like I don't think this is good, but I'm still gonna try and eat it. And then kind it's of like, not good. <laughs> kind of like the first couple times I ate the uh, Reuben chicken. Uh, <laughs> The chicken, the chicken, like liquid. That's what turns me off from it. Ugh, I can't. Yes, bay leaves do. Uh, sweet bay leaf trees are a thing that you can plant in your garden. So uh, to wrap up this recipe, uh, heat the bacon in a large saucepan over medium heat and cook, stirring occasionally until crisp. About twelve minutes. 
remove the bacon with a slotted spoon and reserve for garnish, leaving the bacon fat in the pot. Melt the butter in the bacon fat and then add the thyme, garlic, celery, onion, and bay leaf and cook, stirring occasionally until the aromatics soften about six minutes. Stir in the squash, then cover the pot partially and cook, stirring occasionally until the squash is softened and reduced in volume by one-third, about 15 minutes. Uncover, increase the heat. Okay, I read that wrong. Maybe next week you should read. Uncover, increase the heat to medium-high. You're doing fine. This is perfect. (laughs) Stirring as needed until the liquid in the pot is concentrated and mostly evaporated about 10 more minutes. All right, this is step three. I know I'm kind of plowing through this. That's what she said. Pour in the milk and bring the chowder to a simmer. Reduce the heat to maintain a gentle simmer and cook, stirring occasionally to marry flavors and reduce the milk slightly. Now, I was hoping... The milk... What were you going to say? Right. I was going to say, does the milk form some sort of crema? I just want to make sure we get that in there. I was was about to... You sniped that one. I was about to say that I was hoping... I was hoping that there is... So we have crema. our loyal listeners who are waiting for the crema t-shirt. So we have to get on Teespring to get that for everybody. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the of the whole podcast is the whole crema. That was you're saying it wrong. It's crema. <laughs> I know my uh, my unsophisticated palate uh, from all the. Uh, I'm not a. Uh, what do you call that truffle truffle uh, palate? No, you're you're an Aldi soup man, and right. I'm a truffle man. <laughs> Working class soup man. So, uh, so I mean, Labor Day is just around the corner. I, like I said, we have the date, and it's August twenty eighth. Labor Day is next week. This sounds like a beautiful soup for your Labor Day weekend. I would I would uh, agree with that. Right. Sit down. Watch us. Uh, Sit down like, with your oh, six to eight people. Right. <laughs> Opening week of college football. Week there you one. go. Are um, you going to actually make the soup? No, because my cousins are coming over to the house. Uh, so in their little son, he'll only eat like black beans and uh, some like chicken nuggets. Sometimes he likes corn. But yes, he's like two or three. He doesn't like playing with toys. He just likes dumping the bucket that's in the um, that the toys are in. It has nothing to do with soup. But no, I uh, I would make this. But uh, no, I I think I think you should maybe not this week, but right. sometime soon we'll go through a soup recipe, and you'll just make one for the family, and you'll be like, hey guys. This is our highlighted soup of the week on the soup podcast. What do you all think? And then we'll get some reaction. I think that's a good idea. Yes, my my grandmother would like that. She makes this leek soup or something like that. She's a big uh, the only, soup. Not the only thing leaking out of grandma, but go on. <laughs> she she called, just one, one comment. I know this should be for uh, the side podcast I have. She called today. She's so fixated that I happen to go to the same college as one of the people she knows from church that she doesn't even know that well. But her this um, person's son goes to um, my college, 
and um, she's very conservative, my grandmother. And she's like, yeah, I'll reach out to her. It'll be nice for uh, you to have a nice Christian friend. That's your soup buddy right there. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, we can. Soup soup and in paradise. That's like the new show on CBS, right? So look, there you go. Or is it Fox? What is that? Bachelor in paradise, whatever. Look, you can meet your, your future wife through soup and your grandma. Beautiful. Well, it's a it's a dude, and oh. uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the the whole he's uh, she the the punchline was uh, that you can meet a nice Christian friend, um, a Christian another Christian man. Um, so, and my mother's like uh, that's you know he needs another friend. Basically, my mother thinks it's also stupid um, that she. She's trying to like hook me up with uh, another Christian guy, so not like hook up, hook up. But anyways, n- has nothing to do with soup. Maybe he likes soup, but if he eats soup, if he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm not a big sports guy. I just want to talk about soup. You'll have to find another co-host for this podcast. So that's uh, right. Why don't you just why don't you just plug your podcast while you're talking about non-soup related things, and we can end our <laughs> podcast. I never ended the recipe, but yes, uh, my podcast, which I've never plugged and I need to actually record an episode is called Falling Down. It's on whatever podcast. I have no idea what network, um, but it's it's not as good as this podcast. But before we go, pour in the milk and bring the chowder to a simmer. Reduce the heat to maintain a gentle simmer and cook, stirring occasionally to marry flavors and reduce the milk slightly about 10 minutes. Remove the bay leaf and then use an immersion or standing blender to puree the soup. Stir in the vinegar and season the soup with lots of salt and pepper. Just before serving, thinly shave the patty pan squash crosswise. Pour the soup into bowls and garnish each with a flu, a flu, a few slices of shaved patty pan, some of the reserved bacon, and a sprinkling of parsley to serve. That's your... Uh, Squash, what is this? Uh, summer squash soup with a pedigree. That sounds great. Fantastic. With a pedigree, with a triple H to end it. All right. So uh, do you have any last words while I uh, queue up our uh, outro? That's it. Episode three in the books. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. So uh, next week, I think we'll uh, finally talk about uh, crawfish etouffee and uh some buffalo chicken soup, I'd say. Preview a little for uh, next week. So uh, you better write that down. I'm gonna forget. <laughs> so uh, I sorry, I had a problem with my mic. I will write it down. Um, but this has been super ain't easy. I mean, we had it. I think this is probably our best podcast uh, to date. Every every single week, it gets bigger and better. And you know who knows as we get more soup more soup content, more soup listeners, it's going to just go crazy. We're going to be the the best Joe Rogan of soup. (laughs) So uh, he's a fraud. Soup and ain't easy. Episode three.